When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Do we all see what's happening? Do we all see what's happening right now? Do you see what we did? Do you see what you got? Not we. Do you see what you did? You broke You broke fits. It's a Christmas house party. That's what we're doing here on Greeny. Broke him. <laughs> Greeny on ESPN Radio. Watch ESPN, the ESPN app, your smart speakers. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. He's Randolph Scott. I'm Jason Fitz. Randy Scott, Jason Fitz. You can check out Randy Scott, by the way, doing great work on uh, yeah. morning sports centers. Really just holding up Gary Streisky. But either way, <laughs> uh, Streisky and Scott uh, are a dynamic duo. If you haven't watched them in the mornings, it is one of my favorite things on any network at all to watch. You guys do incredible, oh, incredible man. work. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting next to me and I want you to smile. <laughs> no, I, hey, I, I will take it. I think you're hopelessly biased. Um, we have so much fun doing highlights over there. It's so... You know, it's it's such a bummer that the football season is winding down, and but then you allow yourself to get a little bit, little bit bummed, and then you're like, oh wait a minute, now it's college hoops, and now the highlights are just faster and quicker, and we just find different ways to have fun. Well, you can also check out if you're just hanging out with me for the first time. I'm Jason Fitz. I'll be hanging out with Harry Douglas starting on January third, noon to three p.m. Eastern for Fitz and Harry every uh, single day on the ESPN. That's gonna be a that's a good pairing. It's it's I don't know. Hey, have you worked with him much? separately from this over maybe over on the digital side like yeah we've in, worked a ton okay good on the digital side because yeah. it is like when i think about it i'm like okay like two good people who are easy to work with get to work with each other and that's that's we incredible are, we are genuinely very close friends so good. like that's good we spent he hours didn't say the same thing like, no, he no, didn't no. that's not how he described it <sighs> Yeah. A, if I had a nickel for every time that happened. I We're know. asking you guys to chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. <laughs> Frankly, you can chime in on whatever you want. But we've asked specifically for your favorite Christmas present, which Nuno, producer extraordinaire, just loves as a topic. He rolls his eyes every time I say it. In the meantime, before we get back to your calls, though, uh, we, we had a heated debate today because I said one little innocent thing. If the wheels fall off, for anyone that hasn't seen, Ryan Tannehill is, is done for the year. So Malik Willis is now going to take over as the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans who have lost four straight games. The Tennessee Titans whose offensive line has played like a hot pile of steaming garbage for the last month in this process. The Tennessee Titans that haven't been good enough defensively. And the Tennessee Titans whose roster is apparently so deficient that the GM that just got a new contract a few months ago now finds himself fired in John Robinson. All I'm saying is that if the Titans lose the rest of the way out and they miss the playoffs entirely, how the hell is my Mike Vrabel not on the hot seat. Are you quite finished? I think so, yes. My man, here... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In the AFC, that man is coaching with one arm tied behind his back. And the guy who is holding that arm back is Ryan Tannehill. It it, it may not even be Malik Willis. In that conference, you have to compete with the Patrick Mahomeses of the world, the Justin Herberts of the world, the Joe Burrows of the world, and the Josh Allens of the world. Yes, in your own division... Fine. You can beat up on the Colts and whatever quarterback rotisserie chicken they're rotating out there. You can beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars, at least for now, 
while you know Trevor Lawrence is getting his sort of baby giraffe legs under him. Uh, you can beat up on on Davis Mills. Speaking of giraffe, ah, that kind of worked. <laughs> He's got a long neck. He has a long neck. Uh, so you can Trevor do Lawrence's legs. You can and do Davis that. Mills neck. Well, so like it's if you the potato quarterback. I'm sorry. Do you roll out of bed, so to speak, with a uh, with seven divisional wins? Yeah, but you know probably. But you when you get to the postseason, like. You, it is not underperform. The fact that they're a one seed with a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, who I think we've learned Adam Gase wasn't the the only issue for Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I mean, come on, you're making it sound like Tannehill is Zach Wilson, and he's not. He's not Zach Wilson, but there's a big there's a gulf between Zach Wilson and the upper echelon in that conference, and it, there just is a logjam at the quarterback position. There's a reason Joe Burrow went in there and beat that team in Tennessee, and it wasn't Mike Vrabel. So let me ask you this: If you had the choice. Between, let's say, Ryan Tannehill and Anthony Richardson, because I'm just doing my mock draft work. You know, every year I host the digital NFL draft show uh, and, and always proud of the work we do in that. If you start looking at most of the mocks, yeah. a lot of people right now have Will Levis out of Kentucky actually going one, shockingly, because he's going to, Will Levis is going to shine at the combine in a way that people get excited about. Bryce Young is there, CJ Stroud is there. You're talking about three of likely the top five or six picks in the draft, in, mm-hmm. in this year's draft. The Titans don't pick until 20 right now, according to Tankathon. It could be in the mid-teens. Best case scenario, you got so many teams that have draft equity that can move up, teams with multiple first-round picks. Yeah. There's a ton of teams that can move up. The Titans are not one of them. Best case scenario is you're drafting the fourth-best quarterback or you're letting Malik Willis play. If Malik Willis, if anyone really thought Malik Willis was the answer, he wasn't going to make it to the third, fourth, fifth round. Like If you think your quarterback, if you think that guy can be your franchise quarterback, you take a flyer on him way earlier than that, especially once the free fall started. Well, I think... I think uh... For Malik Willis, I think they're going to give him a year as a starter after this. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Well, that's not going to help. Drabble keep his job. I don't Good think you draft his role. But that that now we're going to make the quarterback position demonstrably worse for a team that's I don't know how, how much we'll get our answer here for the rest of the season because Dan Hill's out right with the ankle injury. Uh, I think we're going to get our answer that it's not demonstrably worse with Malik Willis. Under Dude, center. you could start at wide receiver for the Titans. Like, that, so that's not. And you're not. That's not Mike Rabel's fault, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very slow. Do they need a receiver? Do they need a receiver who's very slow and bruises like a peach? Like, but that's that's why the GM is gone, right? That's why Robinson's gone. It's you get flamed by your ex the way that AJ Brown did, uh, an ex that wanted to stay, by the way. So basically, an ex that you threw out. Like AJ Brown torches you, then says afterward, "Hey, I got nothing but love for Tennessee. I wanted to stay." That's going to get your GM fired, not your coach. That's not on the coach. If you don't change your Twitter bio to I'm pretty slow and I bruise like a peach, then you aren't the man I think you are. I think everybody knows that. I think everybody knows that about me. It's interesting about what expectations are. Because, frankly, obviously, I I feel like I know the Titans pretty well. I lived in Nashville for a very long time. I still have a lot of ties in that community. And I know a lot of people that cover that team. So I I feel like if Mike Vrabel, with a top-caliber defense and a couple of star pass rushers, which they've had, uh, and at one point they did have A.J. Brown, and they do have a perennial MVP candidate in Derrick Henry. When you start thinking about those portions of it, a team that's had the limited success, and I say limited 
when it comes to the ability to win, let's say, I don't know, a home playoff game. Uh, those types of teams, usually the coach at some point's under fire. Vrabel just sits more and more beloved. People love Mike Vrabel, and the problem is he's the rock star. He is the absolute billboard for this franchise. He is the reason that nationally people talk about the Titans. It's not It's not Derrick Henry. It's not uh, as, as much. It's not Ryan Tannehill. People talk about the Titans because of Mike Vrabel. So I understand that he makes them relevant. I'm just not sure that they're good enough. He's won no fewer than nine games a season since he took over. Nine and seven, nine and seven, eleven and five, twelve and five. But they just fired the last coach for going nine and seven. Who the the Titans fired their last coach Malarkey for going nine and seven fired. in twenty seventeen? Yeah. Yeah. So he comes in and he takes them to, like you said, home he was the, they were the one seed. They were the one seed. So is it possible? Let me ask this question here, because to hearken back and call back to our first hour, I do want to learn. I have an opinion on this. It's it's not set in stone. You know the team better than I do. You know the, the franchise better than I do. So is it possible to overachieve in the regular season? And I would say winning 12 games with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback mm, is overachieving point. and then underachieve in the postseason. Because to me, there's no shame in losing to Joe Burrow in the in the playoffs. There's no shame in losing to Mahomes, Allen. You know, like you until you have someone who's even in that conversation of a quarterback you're at a disadvantage with your season on the line in you a one-game situation. He's Randy Scott. I'm Jason Fitz. You have, you have rocked my thought process uh, because you're right. They have overachieved, and that creates expectation in the playoffs where they've underachieved. And you're also right that it's not fair to presume that Ryan Tannehill is going to match the production of Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. The problem is that's, that's the case for everybody in the AFC. And most teams in the AFC are simply not going to find somebody. Like I, this mm-hmm. is the breaking news for everybody. <laughs> the real you have a much better chance this year of drafting Zach Wilson than you do with Patrick Mahomes. It happens every year. People think that, that CJ Stroud is going to be the answer. Bryce Young is going to be the answer. Will Levis is going to be the answer. Last year going into the draft, I said I wouldn't touch a single one of those quarterbacks in the first round. And my advice was wait till next year. Now we get another body of work, and I'm sitting there saying, well, I'd rather have Caleb Williams. He doesn't come out till next year. Wait till next year. Like yeah, there yeah. is a there are so many opportunities for quarterback to go wrong. If the only way that we can have reasonable expectations for greatness for a franchise is the ability to beat Allen, Mahomes, uh, any, anybody in that yeah. right, borough, if that's the only way that we can judge success, then every team's going to have to find an Allen, Burrow, or Mahomes. And I'm not sure those, like, those exist once every five years in the draft. But they're all in the AFC right now. You know what I mean? Like the quarterback Lions are aging so, out in the NFC. In the AFC, there's a young logjam. Like you have, it's like, you know, get rich or die trying. Like, you've got to get going as a franchise. And to me, that's not... Listen, we're Raider fans, man. We have middle-of-the-road, C-plus, B-minus quarterback play in Derek Carr. We do. If we're, if we're being fully honest. I hate being in the division that we're in because we're looking at Mahomes for the next decade. And Herbert, and God. Herbert. Herbert for the next decade as well. But in the in the AFC, if you look at the quarterbacks who have played for the Super Bowl, you know, it's Burrow, it's Mahomes, it's... You know, these are the young upsets. You know, it's probably going to be Josh Allen this year. Uh, Eric in Alabama wants to chime in on Vrabel, hanging out with us on Greeny, Randy Scott, Jason Fitz. Eric, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got? Hey, thank you. I just wanted to give you all a couple more points as to why I think uh, Vrabel should stay. Um, His past two offensive coordinators that he has had have both become on uh, to be head coaches and now, you know, we've went to that well another time, and it's just not working. 
you know, during the Pro Bowl, they interviewed a lot of the top players and they talked to Mahomes. And one of the guys that he said he would love to play with is Vrabel. The big issue is is that our GM tried to lowball AJ Brown, a few other guys, and so now Vrabel doesn't have the team that he's had in the past. And for Tannehill, his big thing is he's got to have a clean pocket, good players around him. And now that you see no offensive line, you know, no top receiver, you know, that's what's really hurting them. You know, they have a lot of faith in him, but the problem really comes down to you know, the GM has really messed up a lot of things. Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with a lot of that, but I'm also watching San Francisco win with a third-round quarterback. Like, I think, uh, to your point, there have been a lot of roster mistakes by John Robinson. That's why he's no longer with the team. None of that's going to fix easy, but there's also not a lot of quarterbacks that don't have the problems at Tannehill. Like, I don't think Tannehill's a great quarterback. I just don't think that Malik Willis is anywhere near as good a quarterback, and I don't think that it's as easy to replace Ryan Tannehill as a lot of people think. As you mentioned, I'm a Raiders fan. You're a Raiders fan. Uh, do I think Derek Carr is a world beater? No. Do I think Derek Carr is better than Jamarcus Russell? Yeah. And you got is, a hell of a lot better chance of finding Jamarcus Russell in the draft than you do Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr better than Ryan Tannehill? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, I think Derek Carr is better than Daniel Jones, too. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but that, those guys are still going to have jobs. Like, Day, exactly. Dayball's Day Ball, Day not going anywhere. Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere. Is, 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 not, not this year. Is Derek Carr better than Anthony Richardson? Yes. Right. So, yeah, I, I, man, we, you just got to keep separate. running it back. I don't know. You I don't, just got to keep running it back. Yeah. All right. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So, next time point. your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. We're going to keep taking your calls. 888 say ESPN 888 729 3776 on your Christmas presents, your favorite Christmas presents. And also, the 2023 quarterback landscape is going to change wildly based on what starts this weekend. We'll tell you about it next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Randy Scott, Jason Fitz, in for Greeny. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 888-729-3776. We've asked for your favorite Christmas present. Also, we've been talking about the hot seat that could exist with uh, with Mike Vrabel. I, I know we've been taking most of the calls that have been all about Christmas, but Mike wants to chime in on Ryan Tannehill. I love to hear this. So, Mike, what you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Okay, a couple quick things. You forget last year that uh, Tannehill went six and uh, six and three after he lost his number one uh, number one weapon. Oh, and by the way, Brown and Julio Jones were out four other games. He still won six and three. Look at the teams that he beat last year with with uh, with uh, basically smoke and mirrors. Oh, by the way, the Super Bowl champs in their building. Uh, you can look it up. He's got a, a winning record against Patrick Mahomes head to head, and. Uh, you know what? Yeah, he he got uh, had a, a horrible game last year at the uh, the champion uh, the championship the, um, the the game against the Bengals. Before that, though, he's consistent. As I said, you got an offensive line that that uh, quite frankly couldn't protect uh, anybody at this point. And the the other point that I would bring up is, you know, if you look at his uh, his. Uh, um, Wide receivers this year. I think I could walk on the field and start there. I'm six five. I'm two eighteen. Except, yeah, I'm sixty years old, and I probably be just as a uh, proficient as they are. You know, it's uh, and Mike, you're a Titans fan, right? To, you're, you're a Titans fan. Uh, no, actually, I'm a I'm a, a Dolphin fan. I do like the Giants. I'm a football fan. Okay, but uh, right. I I don't think he's the problem. I. I and as I said, oh, uh, well, no, hold on, know, hold on, hold on. Up. Mike, 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 hold on. Guys, no, no. You can't call and be like, I'm a Dolphin fan. I also like the Giants. That does not work. No, no, because he asked me, but he asked me, but I know I, I, I like, uh, I like, uh, uh, I'm a football fan. I'm a Dolphin fan first, but I never thought Tyne Hill was the problem when he got uh, run out of, uh, of uh, Miami. Uh, you know, it's glad that he got some redemption when he went down, and uh, Vrabel should in no way, shape, or form be on a hot seat. Mike, thanks for, thanks I agree with that. I, I agree with no, that. No, why? You just can't. Like, are you anti people having two teams? Like, I don't have enough. Uh, my heart can't take the hurt. I mean, yeah, what is this, Rob Lowe with the NFL hat? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, my heart can't take the hurt that comes from being a Raiders fan times two. Like, uh, there's just no. Yeah. There's no way. There's no, that's no fair. Way. That's it's, fair. It's fraudulent. You have one team. It's. You know, like that's who you root for. And okay, there's well, guys, there's a someone I truly uh, respect that does a show on this network that what's uh, his name that he roots for the Cowboys and the Jets. Name uh, names. I'm not going to mention Freddie's name. All right, um, all right, so, all right. Like you can't do that. It's, I respect him it's too. One yeah, team. because the, you're always going to have to answer this question. That's like if you have two girlfriends and it's like, okay, well, you got one that's, plus one mm. to the to the red carpet. Which one you taking? There's always going to be a favorite in that situation. Like if those two teams are playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, who, who you're gonna have to root for somebody? It, that, uh, the red carpet thing. Go, can we go back to that? Yes, 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 yes. How yes. many? 
This sounds like somebody who's been to a red carpet. <laughs> no, I've been to red carpets, but uh-huh. no, I've never had the two girlfriend, one red carpet problem. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, understood. I mean, like, look, I was in the Bam Perry. I'm not Luke Bryan. Let's go. Come on. What, what, like, but hey, Luke, different set of problems. You know, you know, probably had that problem. Luke Perry, right? Oh, Combine it. Luke Luke Bryant, Van Perry. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, Jordan in Tennessee. Thanks for calling the show, man. Jordan, what you got? Hey, man. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, hot seat with Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tannehill. First off, Tannehill should be done. After that game that he had against Cincinnati last year, if he would have played decent, we would have beat the Bengals and probably would have went to the Super Bowl if he would have just played okay. Yeah. Mike Vrabel is the best coach in the NFL. He shouldn't be on the hot seat at all for winning records right now with the crappy roster that our GM put together. Well, crap, I agree. Crappy um, roster or crappy? Like, are you saying the whole roster's bad? Or are you blaming the quarterback? What? Which? Which, which one are we doing here? Well, I, I think the whole roster is bad. I think um, the receiver, receiving core, isn't good enough. We let some key defensive players go this year that we desperately needed to have if we wanted to make. Oh, we're losing. Yeah, we're losing. We're losing. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out. Yeah. I know that Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions and it cost him the game. Last time I checked, Mahomes in his first Super Bowl against the 49ers threw two interceptions. Like, yeah. we, we gonna we gonna throw Mahomes but, out? Like, okay. like that happens. Sometimes you throw interceptions. But in that game, Mahomes was able to lead the comeback. They came back in that game because of Mahomes' arm. You. You win with Ryan Tannehill by building a lead and turning it over to Derrick Henry as the closer and the defense as the closer. Ryan Tannehill does not lead comebacks on his arm, and that's it's unfair because you're you're asking somebody to to paint on the same level as Picasso when you're talking when you're talking about an arm competition with Patrick Mahomes. But I want to go back to Mike's but, call. But isn't that part of the way the offense is built, though, Randy? Like, come on, like yeah, yeah, it's 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 built around the limitations of your quarterback, though. Like to me, it's a, it's kind of a circular argument. But I want to go back because I did not believe that Ryan Tannehill had a winning record against Patrick Mahomes, and he does. He's two and one. Yeah, no, that is something that uh, Titans fans uh, uh, they they quite did not often realize yeah that. they quite often point to. And, and look, I, I'm I'm trying to look it up here, but how did Mahomes play in the Super Bowl against Tampa? Like, did, he's running did, for his life. Well, I, I okay, but how many excuses? Like, Probably Tannehill's paid. running for his life now. He's got arguably the worst left tackle in the NFL playing ever since Taylor well, Lewan went out. Like, yeah, and the, and the Bengals made his life miserable in the postseason. Like, Tannehill watched Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl along with the rest of us. I mean, there's a yeah. So no touchdowns, two picks for Mahomes in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. But we don't like. What? It's just we're picking and choosing when the quarterback is is to blame. When the quarterback is the problem, and like it's less is sometimes you have that game. Sometimes you're playing against a team and you have yeah. that game. Cincinnati was kissed by the gods last year. Like there is no two ways about it. They won games in the wildest fashion, where their offensive line was getting absolutely hammered. The Raiders and the Titans both, and it just oh, an man, inordinate yeah. amount of hits on on Joe Burrow through that process. Joe Burrow was superhuman in that process. Like I just. Now, I understand that that Tannehill had a bad game. That's a bad game. Yeah. I, Who's going who realistically would go to the Titans this year and make them better? Because y'all like Malik Willis is not that answer. Okay. You say ah bad game like it's a like it's a complete and total one off. It's you know, the in the in the divisional round last year against the against the Bengals, he was fifteen to twenty four, two hundred and twenty yards, one touchdown, three picks. So he had three picks. All right, and then you go back to when he lost in the playoffs to Baltimore. Uh, 165 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. Go back. Lost, lost to the Chiefs in the postseason. Uh, but the, but here's the craziest part about this. This is the same thing we do with Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar can't win in the postseason. 
How many times have we even seen Justin Herbert in the postseason? The answer to that for anybody driving in the car that doesn't yeah. know is zero. And that's a so coach on the hot seat. We absolutely sit here and fault Ryan Tannehill for his playoff performances. We fault Lamar Jackson for his playoff performances. And then we sit here and give Justin Herbert all the credit like he's yeah. baby Jesus walking into the manger scene. <laughs> when in fact my guy's never even made it past the rehearsals. He hasn't made it to the performance. <laughs> Expected a baby to walk anywhere. Come on, man. <laughs> Says <laughs> so the guy that baby obviously does Baby Jesus walking into a major this scene. Baby won't get a job. This baby won't join SAG. Oh, What's God. going on? It's Triple H at ESPN. That's how you get in on the calls to tell us your favorite Christmas gifts. Plus, you can keep chiming in on the Titans. I love this. This is probably the most Titans conversation that has happened on ESPN Radio in history. But I'm telling you, it matters to everybody because Ryan Daniel is going to be on the open market at the end of this season. Somebody's going to pick him up if he wants to keep playing, and he's going to have the opportunity to start. He's going to be a lot better than some of these quarterbacks that are already out there. That's just part of the 2023 landscape that will be impacted in the next three weeks. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You know, my issue with this record wasn't that it wasn't good. It's that John Bon Jovi went out and made a solo record that sounded just like a Bon Jovi record. I felt like he was selling out my guy, Richie Samborn. I was always more of a Richie guy than a John guy. Was 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 Richie just a product of the system? You know, like, no, Ryan, like Ryan Tannehill. Your, I'm going to tell you a story that you didn't ask for. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Watch ESPN, the ESPN app, your smart speakers. Randy Scott, I'm Jason Fitz. So my first concert was Skid Row, Bon Jovi. Okay. I remember sitting on the... The lawn, thinking my dad is smoking a lot of cigarettes. They weren't cigarettes. As there uh, you go. As uh, you know, Skid Row came out, and Sebastian Bach, the lead singer, said, "Hello, Seattle, Washington." We were in Scarborough, Maine, or wherever the blank we are. Oh And the crowd God. booed him off stage. Uh, but it was okay because I was so ready for this. This was the Bon Jovi New Jersey tour. 
and the the okay. first song was "Lay Your Hands on Me." And I'm this little like classical violinist. I'm already at a Juilliard at this time in my life, right? Yeah. And I'm watching this, and I watch uh, Richie Sambor explode in what I now know is called a toaster, right? So it's the thing that pops under the stage. You stand on it. It yeah. throws you up. You land on stage. Smoke going everywhere. He's in a trench coat playing. And I was just uh, 11-year-old me, 12-year-old Hooks. me, whatever I was. I looked, and I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And that is someday what I want to do. Like, it changed my life seeing that. And every time I sat there and didn't want to play If I Die Young for the millionth time on, on, on the road, I would sit there and think, man, there's some like 11, 12-year-old kid here that you know is going to have their first concert moment. I'm no Richie yeah. Sambora. But, yeah. So flash forward to the NFL draft in Cleveland, and they were like, hey, we want you to interview some Rock and Roll Hall of Famers for the Hall of Fame tie-in of the fact that the draft is in Cleveland. Yeah. And they're like, any interest in Richie Sambora? And I was like, Yes, yes, yeah. there's definitive interest yes. in Richie Sambor. So we, we did a Zoom interview because it was, you know, the, the COVID era. We did a Zoom interview and afterwards got a text. And he was like, hey, man, really enjoyed that. Keep in touch. Became texting buddies with Richie Sambor. Really? Yeah. So I sent, like, I did this video on social of me playing Silent Night on a violin. And I've never sent him anything I've done musically. But I yeah. just said it as a buddy. I was like, hey, man. You know, just as a buddy, it, as, as a, a buddy, buddy, we're texting buddies now. I to Richie Sambora, he said, and I was it. like, "Dude, I just, you know, I, I don't pop up a lot of music, but I put this up on my Twitter. Figured I'd send it along, spread a little Christmas cheer. Hope you and yours are good." Get a response like at you know three in the morning because he's in London, oh, and he's like, "Dude, you're amazing." He's like, "This is incredible. I gotta, get, I gotta bring you out so you can play on one of my records." And I'm like, "Richie, Richie, what? Yeah." So, uh, so you bite your tongue, good sir, when you say Richie Sambora is product of the system. Richie Sambora far more talented than John Bon Jovi. That's not even a hot take. Should, I, I don't feel strongly either way. I just, I, I want you to have to fight. I want you to have to fight online. I want people to have to fight again. That's Jason Fitz. It's just at Jason Fitz. I'd yeah, say. no, I'd say. Yeah, the people will find you. It's it, fine. You know, what, what's your Twitter, Randy? Randy Scott ESPN, super original. What, was Randy Scott taken? Uh, it might be. It huh? might be taken. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or you're just that much of a company man. Our program today <laughs> brought to you by Peacock, presenting the new original limited series, The Best Man, the final chapters from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday and executive producer of Insecure, streaming now only on Peacock. We've asked you guys some uh, questions about your favorite gift that you've ever gotten at Christmas. We'll get back to some sports here in a second. But Lance in Ohio. Lance, what you got, man? What's your favorite gift? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, excited for the new show for you. Just want to touch on a few things. Um, for a gift for me, it would be Ohio State winning the national championship. But th- it has to be Ohio State beating Michigan in the national championship. But I'll tell you what, if if, if Ohio State don't win this national championship, Ryan Day might as well not even come home. Mike Brable could just come back to his alma mater and just be the head coach of Ohio State because Tannehill is the problem there. He's bunt. Lance, dude, so that wow. is not the first time I have heard this from people that I think are, are smarter than I am. That Mike, the one job Mike Vrabel would be like, yeah, I'm out for, would be Ohio State. And it will, it'll be interesting. Like, inject that in my veins, by the way. The college football playoff starts next weekend. Uh, the Peach Bowl is where I'll be hanging out with the digital crew as we get you ready for that game on New Year's Eve. But the national championship, January 8th and, and January 9th, I'm sorry. Uh, and, yeah, Randy, like, inject that in my veins. Give me Ohio State, Michigan for a natty. That's all. That's all. Uh, look, uh, all respect to Georgia, best team in college football. Oh. I want the rivals to play for a national championship. I don't want to see it at all. Why? Uh, a little bit of oh man, a little bit of Michigan Ohio State for me goes a long way. Is he off the phone? Are we are we safe yeah, that he's, he's off the phone? Got, he's got, yeah. I'm just as someone that that to me is the biggest rivalry th- to which like if you are not privy to that if you if you don't have a rooting interest that is the one where you're just you're over it by like Tuesday of game week. 
You know what I mean? Give me all. I've, I've never, I never set foot on an SEC campus until I was in my 30s. But give me all Bama, Auburn. You, you know what I mean? Give me all Iron Bowl. Give me all Army, Navy. Give me all. I mean, heck, USC, is, UCLA, but a little bit of Michigan, Ohio State goes a long way for people outside of that rivalry. Is the game Christmas story? Like the movie it might that as you well either be. love or hate? Like yeah. you're either in on it for 24-7 or oh, you're like, yeah, it doesn't really gr- hit me? That's a great call. Is it the is. game Christmas story? God, that's so good. Oh. It's how you must have felt about uh, die If I Die Young toward the toward the back end of that. No, I still love playing that song every every night. I'm not gonna, The game is Christmas story. Better Dig 2 make, is up there, too. Better Dig 2. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. Better Dig 2 was a fun. My favorite part about touring at that point, especially with the band, was that you know, there's you, there's not a lot of fiddle players that get a bunch of uh, moments like between Better Dig Two done and If I Die Young, I got to like really go out and shred every night like several times. It was always nice. a blast. Like just knowing I was going to go out there and be like, all right, this is yeah. this is this is my moment. Comeback like, Kid, that's a good one too. Oh, Comeback like Kid comeback was good. Yeah, were you were you gone by then? No, no, no. Comeback Kid was the last single that I was a part of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I there's love that. in fact, a fun story you didn't ask for. Uh, well, I the did callback a, within Comeback uh, right, Kid right, right. to. I, if I Die Young was good though. Well, right. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, now yeah. look at you, Randy uh, Scott with the, the band parent knowledge. I did a full string section for the original version of Comeback Kid, and like I stacked all of these strings and had like a bunch of players come in, and we did an orchestra on the song. And uh, and as we were getting ready to go uh, to to release it, Kimberly, the singer, Kimberly really felt like it felt too polished. So she was like, just go in and play something like rough and edgy. So I, I played the string section again, just on my own, intentionally, like kind of rough. There's strings in that, right? Yeah. And I played it kind of rough. And that's what she ended up liking. So the single released had like these rough sounding meh, strings on it. And I had like, but the the orchestration I'd done was like so good. I I always looked at that. And I was like, man, I wish they'd put out the orchestration version because. Like, <laughs> but you know, Kimberly was the boss, so there's, uh, there's no two ways. About before that. we go any further, yeah, Randy, have you noticed something? We've been taking calls on gifts you got. Like, what what was the best gift you got for the last like 45 minutes? It's all been about the great stuff Jason Fitz has done. Well, he like, it's the gifts he's given us. You yeah, know, that's I, just it. Like I, it's the the gifts that he was blessed with. No, no, I'm sorry. I've lived a spectacular life, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't like. You want me to walk that pack? I, I I'm, I'm I can't help it. You know, I won the life lottery three times. The first time in the band, the second time with ESPN, and the third time working with you. All right, that's boom. Look at, look at uh, that. How, now, do you feel bad? I would feel bad. right <laughs> No, now. I don't because what's the sarcastic. best What's the best Christmas present Nuno ever got? Oh, it's this experience for the last two oh, hours. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe we're doing this. Roy on the road. Roy, what you got, man? Thanks for calling us. Hey, you know, you guys are too young to even remember this. But, uh, look, I'm 59 years old, so y'all might laugh. But way back in the early 70s, my mom got me and my brother. It's a little fire truck, a Texaco fire truck. And the cab of it articulated. It went left and right. So if you lean left, you'll turn left. And you got the rest of the fire truck behind you. You lean right, it's going to turn right. But that was the best one I ever got. And by the way, I was raised in Michigan, way up northern Michigan, not the Upper Peninsula. And the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry was huge. But guess who I wanted? Ohio State. Whoa! Oh, is that allowed in your state, Roy? That put you on the naughty list. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't care. <laughs> wow, buddy! Thanks for the call, man. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. I, I love that. Uh, it, it's I a, don't care. I don't care. That's that's the swagger that comes with it. He's Randy Scott. I'm Jason Fitz. We're in on Greeny. Uh, we've mentioned this a couple of times. I think for everybody that's just sort of got a side eye on football this weekend because of what's happening with the holidays, obviously, there's some substantial quarterback situations over the next few weeks 
that start playing out this weekend, Randy. And what's yeah. interesting is you start thinking about not just, okay, if the Ravens uh, implode the way we think we're gonna, they're going to implode using what might be their third-string quarterback, then that only speaks to Lamar sitting here saying, hey, y'all might want to pay me. Like, the more the Ravens lose, the more Lamar just sits back and says, no, 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 no. let's talk about that contract, right? So, like, that's one thing that's going to happen. But you and I, as Raiders fans, have joked several times about this. I think what happens over the next three years, three years, three weeks, yeah. will be huge for Derek Carr. It's huge for Geno Smith. Like, there are brand name quarterbacks right now that are trying to play their way on to continuing where they are. Well, you said about, about Geno Smith specifically, and he's been the comeback player of the year, right? The comeback kid, as it were. Mm. And so he's, he's been that. He's made his money this year. He'll get, he'll, he'll get, he's extended his NFL career this year. And it's a shame that a team that did way overachieve in the regular season has now seen his playoff chances sort of circle the drain he should not lose potential income he should not lose a potential starting gig based on these last three weeks the team is depleted Kenneth Walker is you know first of all missed a couple of weeks secondly if he does come back is going to be a shell of himself and the defense that overachieved specifically in the secondary because they did hit on their draft picks they hit a rookie wall that's fine that's not on Gino does this though Randy yeah Think about, I'm looking at Tankathon right now, a site that when you're a fan of a team that sucks, you look at a lot. Because uh-huh. of the trade with the Broncos, the Seahawks own the third pick in the draft. Currently, the second pick in the draft is Chicago, who's not going to be in the quarterback market. Right. Houston right. will pick first. That means Seattle, sitting at three, will have their choice of absolutely maybe the second best because I'm going to guess that Chicago does the smart thing, stays where they are, and takes either Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, or Will Anderson, the incredible rusher out of yeah. Alabama. One of those yeah. two absolute generational guys. That'd be who I picked if I was a GME and if I needed a quarterback. That means Seattle's going to be sitting with the third pick in the draft and the chance at either Bryce Young, Will Levis, or C.J. Stroud. To your point, Geno wow. Smith has played well enough for the Seahawks to be in the playoff conversation. But if you have a shot at one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, do you not take it? You have you have to from the because what Gino has done is made himself money, and the way to build a winner, a consistent winner quickly, is to have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So if that guy is there, and the the hit rate on first round quarterback draft picks is fifty percent at best, right? And I say hit rate in terms of like let's call it that we'll call. Call it the Tannehill threshold. Like you don't have to be a world beater at that slot just to maintain a starting job for more than five seasons. Like that's that's the bar that we're talking about. Man, I does he? Do you go get a? So give me. I don't. Will Levis? Give me. Give me another name. Well, like CJ. So they're going to be picking third. So they're going to have. I'm going to presume. Let's just say Houston takes one of the quarterbacks. Let's say Bryce. Right. So Chicago, then, I'm going to presume, takes Will Anderson because you always want a pass rusher. That means sitting at three, Seattle could either get the, the best defensive tackle in this draft, clearly, and the best we've seen in the last couple of years in Jalen Carter, or they can get C.J. Stroud or Will Levis. I mean... I stra- yeah, I think you get Stroud, and you, and you, and you just attack your defense. Especially you spend your money on the defensive side of the ball. Seattle has the third pick in the draft from Denver. They also have the 15th pick in the draft, as it stands right now, on their own. So they have two first round picks for a team that's seven and seven. Like the wheels have not fallen yeah. off. They played pretty well. Like the 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 really interesting part about this is that even if G, if Gino just treads water, I don't know that that's good enough to keep his job 
in Seattle because of their draft equity. Because there is the concept that, man, it's rare that you're picking this high in the draft when you're coming off of a playoff year. So so not fair for Gino. I, didn't, I, did, I did not know about the Denver pick. I didn't know that. that. So that's the part of this that I think it's really complicated because Geno Smith's going to start somewhere next year. But yeah. if it's not with Seattle, then he's going to go somewhere that may not implement a system that favors him. Like We do not give enough credit to coaching and what it means to quarterback yeah. development. Like Geno's not just good this year because of Geno. He's good because smart coaches have used him well. You mean Geno Smith, 2023 Indianapolis Colts quarterback? Yeah, I mean. Is that what you mean? And and how how much do the Colts wish they had him right now? Right? Yeah. And so. This week? You know, that that's what's, uh, that's what's absolutely wild about the way this draft is going to play out. The last three weeks of the season is going to mean employment or not employment. It's going to mean jobs for quarterbacks all the way across the board. He's been Randy Scott. Check him out on SportsCenter every weekend doing great work with Gary Streisky. I'm Jason Fitz. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.